0: this is mark anthony williams with so you want to be a safety professional we've got an exciting guest today we've got mr merle heckman who is a master trainer at the Dale carnegie carnegie institute uh he is going to talk to us today about the knowledge safety nexus how learning fuels better ehs practices merle how are you doing today
1: mark anthony honor to be with you today and great to be able to speak to your
0: followers. Man, honor is mine, I promise, I promise you. <laughs> We've got some great questions lined up. My first question, uh, Merle, in your opinion, what role do certifications and advanced degrees play in EHS professionals careers? There's a lot of talk about um, certifications nowadays. If you don't have it, you need to get it in, in order to get a job or people or to take you seriously. What do you think?
1: My background has started in HR and I have the high HR certification. So when I think about safety professionals getting that, Mm -hmm. just because you have some letters after your name doesn't guarantee that you and I know how to lead people. That's fair. What it does, though, is it gives us the discipline to go after a certain course of learning and a certain set of skills. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's important. I mean, Mark Anthony, most of us could learn the things we wanted to learn by reading some books, by talking to some people. Mm -hmm. But there is something about a structure that helps us have the discipline to learn. So it's a little bit like a college degree. Doesn't guarantee you and I can do a particular job. Mm -hmm. But it does say this person has gone through the rigors. and is willing to learn that that's really what it says
0: that's a fair point like they've invested the time to learn about the craft Yes, let's let's see it like that there's no different than engineering um, or plumbing or anything like that this person has gone through the rigors to learn about the field learn about the craft but to your point it doesn't necessarily mean they have the experience or the the skills to put it all together right
1: and I think that's important for the person themselves that earns the certification to remember that. Now, you know, when folks get the, the CSP and, and they walk out on the shop floor, like, nobody, I, like, nobody, uh, I got my
0: CSP now, y'all. CSP. Okay, now we're
1: getting personal. Now we're getting personal. <laughs> but, but nobody on the shop floor cares. They really sure. don't. Mm-hmm. But they want to know if you know your stuff. And that's where they also want to, know if you know how to lead them, and are interested in them as a human being.
0: That's so. a good point. I've seen that quite a bit with a lot of maintenance folks and lockout tagout situations, hot work, confined space situations. Um, yes. Just having a CSP doesn't necessarily mean that you're you know the the entire CFR for yes. 1910 or 1926. Right? There's so many intricate pieces and letters of interpretation you know, that takes years to really pick up on that stuff and and years of active application. Um, what are the essential skills and knowledge areas that an EHS professional should focus on for continued growth?
1: Well, certainly they need to be aware of the regulations and certainly as a safety professional, you have to keep in touch with changes and be alert to that. That's true. I would suggest though, that many times, safety professionals are forgetting to learn their, their people skills because, Mm. and that's really where my background with Dale Carnegie comes in because what we see is that people know the stuff, they know the regulations, they know the guidelines yet they sometimes seem to struggle because they don't know how to influence and as you, you, we all know, you can tell people to do something, you can be right, but it doesn't guarantee that they'll come around to your way of thinking. That's a fair point. Uh, and uh, I can remember as a child, my mother would give me, I had a quote, and she had read it in Del Carney's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And the quote mm-hmm. was, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. And oh. you, can have, you can have the right information, and you can say this is the rule and the regulation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but if you force people, they'll do it while you're there, but as we all know, once you walk away. Once you walk away. That's true. That's why um, Dwight Eisenhower, the famous president and military leader, had mm-hmm. a great quote about leadership, which is very applicable to safety professionals. how? Leadership is the art of getting someone else to do what you want done because they want to do it. And when we can move from this is a have to, to a want to, mm-hmm. we have taken a real step. Now I understand there are sometimes you have to tell people this is what you do or else the, the, the buck stops here. That's, fair. That's right. That's right. That ought to be the last resort. That's fair. And so the question is, are we willing to keep learning of how to improve our skills with people? Because, as you know, it comes down to the human heart and the human mind making the choice. That's true. What you want to do.
0: There's no S in my chest. Um, I can I can force you to do it. But me forcing you to do it means that there is an external influence. Um, I want there to be an internal influence where. Even when there's no cameras, there's no one mm. around, you're going to do the right thing because you see the point of it. You believe in it. You see the value in it. You realize the importance of it and, and the consequences of if you don't do it.
1: Yeah. There okay. is a great book um, called Why People Do What They Do. And I don't have the author in front of me right now, but that, it, that book will describe to people. Mm-hmm. Understand, it really is. This is where safety professionals can really step their game up. It really is where they figure out human nature and what is the inward thinking of individuals. And that, Mark Anthony, is critical because if we forget that, mm-hmm. uh, we forget our the edge that we have.
0: We I don't think anything
1: else will work without it. Really? It, it won't. It, it won't. It, it's just really critical to do uh, to know that. So I believe that in all the things, it's a it's a big deal being a safety professional. There's a lot of pulls on you in a lot of different ways, but that idea of I've got to be able to understand people, I've got to be under able to understand people is really a key. And by the way, that book is why we do what we do, and it's written by Edward. Dicey, D-E-C-I.
0: I'm gonna have understanding
1: go self motivation. You just added Worth something to
0: my reading list for the year. I'm trying to Worth hit 24. A while. Worth the while. Okay. Okay. You know, it's, it's funny that you say that. I often think that a lot of safety professionals try to be safety cops, but I think that we should, you know, focus on being a safety coach. And the difference in the two, a safety cop leads with enforcement. You must do this because I'm the authority. And I'm telling you what the law is or what the compliance requirement is. And the safety coach is encouraging you to do the right thing because he cares about you. And Mm you want to have a vested interest in your well-being, right? And you, upon seeing this, you realize, you know what? This guy might be annoying. This guy might be persistent, but he's doing the right thing because he cares about me. And at the end of the day, he's right. I probably shouldn't be doing whatever I'm doing. There probably is a safer way to do it. Now, when I I, you know, sort of couple that with removing the, the barriers, the obstacles in the system that make things harder to do. You mm-hmm. know, I, I realized that, you know, it's never really a people, a people issue. It's usually a systemic issue and the system itself has to set people up for success, even with the trainings they receive, right? Um, that being said, what, mm-hmm. what steps should organizations take to ensure that learning is translated into actionable safety improvements?
1: first of all people need to understand the reason why i think it's really easy for us uh, to have what they call the curse of knowledge we know what what the liabilities can be we know why it's important Mm
0: -hmm. and yet
1: sometimes we do not teach the people the why the reason behind it and it just looks like well you're just wanting me to do this because you have power
0: Right. And when
1: we can take the time to explain to folks, this is the reason, this could be the well-being for you, or this is the purpose, all of a sudden it makes a big difference. That's So fair. I believe that's one important part. I believe also we have to make learning very relevant to people. It, it's not like, well, why? Again, it, kind of, it goes back to the why. Well, what's the reason for this? What's the purpose what, of this? Why do you need this? And third, at times, we can be so knowledgeable, and when we present that, the people don't quite understand. I I wonder how many times folks walk out of our training and they kind of look at each other and say, do you know what he was talking about? Uh, Well, no, uh, I don't feel too smart. But we want to, I heard someone say one time that it was like, we want to take the jelly that's on the top shelf and set it down to the lower shelf where everybody can reach it and get to it and that's where there are some tools we could do to do better in our tr- teaching and our training that would help us
0: that makes a lot of sense um, i've had to launch near miss programs and systems where as a part of the near miss program or system i would also launch you know toolbox talks or mm-hmm. safety tips of the day that the leaders, the leads, the supervisors, et cetera, would you know share with their crews, share with their, their teams. And the reason I, I did it like that was because I realized the more I educated the employees and the hazards around them and the proper way to do things, the more they knew what right actually looked like and they were exposed to that mm-hmm. knowledge in digestible forms, not just yes. all at once, you know, just every day was a different topic that got them thinking. That would improve their awareness and observations and the things that they reported versus me just saying, well, just report anything. You know, And if I don't educate them, if I don't make it uh, in a way that they can understand what I'm saying, what they should be looking for, or it's it's relevant to their everyday job. You know, they're kind of like, "Okay, I guess I'll just report that pallet sitting in the corner. Right.
1: The the idea is that you're spot on. That we tend to say, "Well, I gave them all this information. I'm sure they got it." Mm -hmm. That's like somebody backing a dump truck to your front yard, raising up and just dumping the whole pile of dirt and saying, "It's delivered." I know. So, (laughs) and I want to be clear: it's not that people are dumb. It's not that they're stupid. It's not that they're slow. Of course not. It's just that people need some bite-sized bites
0: and it's not fair to judge a a a fish um as a as like a monkey by its ability to climb a tree right like everybody Mm -hmm. is is designed differently and you have to account for i don't want to say the lowest level um of, of intelligence more so you have to account for the the simplest uh form of absorbing that information right so if you're not doing that then you're probably doing a disservice to your your team, to your population, your workforce.
1: And that's where we probably give always as safety professionals some consideration to the way that we present trainings. I believe this is where a, a trap that many of safety professionals fall into. Also, so for example,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, what do you suppose is the most common adjective that is used to describe safety training.
0: <laughs> it's not a positive one. <laughs> I I a I mean, it's positive. I've never seen somebody say, "Oh yeah, I'm excited to go to the safety training." I don't, I'm waiting for that day. The day that happens, I'll probably buy them lunch. Not one time.
1: The the I, I, it's so it's sad. It is the most one of the most important things that we're trying to help people with. And we make it boring and irrelevant and drab and painful.
0: Literally save your life
1: for attending. And we're trying to help save their lives. So uh, that's why I, I believe that, you know, we're talking about what safety professionals need to grow in. It's this area of how do I communicate? And how do I communicate in an effective way where they get it? And that's really some of the things I learned in the Dale Carney organization, we have a program that we present called high impact presentations. And it's a program where we, we teach people for two days, mm-hmm. how to present, but we also record them on several, like, on seven times in the short talks. And we review with them and we work with them on it. We set, we see a recording of them and we say, okay, what do you see that was good? What's one thing to work on the next time? And then we coach them. but It's that kind of investment in ourselves. Books like Made to Stick, written by Chip and Dan Heath, that talk about how do you get your ideas to stay with people? Mm. Um, And also, one of the most powerful tools available to a safety person is stories and analogies. Because people will remember your stories long after they forget your slides.
0: That's fair that's a good point i'd often say something along the lines of i want you to at least remember the the funny guy that stood in front of you and um and the the point he was trying to make even if you don't remember me verbatim and you know the rules i was trying to tell you about you remember why this funny Mm. guy in front of you (laughs) why you said it was important (laughs) it might help you in the future (laughs) my next question here is i guess how can companies encourage a culture of continuous learning within their EHS departments? Like how do we get EHS professionals to develop those communication skills? What can companies do?
1: One thing that I've seen is that the leadership of the organization
0: Mm -hmm. needs
1: to show an interest in learning. Okay. Um, When I was with Emerson Electric and we were teaching a course called Safety Leadership Skills, and we were teaching it, training trainers and teaching around the globe. One of the, th- the, re- the responses we got was, this is great. Our managers and, and our, our, our folks, supervisors, find this very practical. But they said, you're talking to the wrong crowd, Merle. You've got to talk to the directors and the vice presidents and even the presidents. And so we had to shift gears and go to start doing what we called safety leadership executive training programs and we had to teach the executives Mm -hmm. why it's important because that's that whole idea of continuous learning if the people don't see the upper leadership support that then it's a struggle
0: that's a fair point
1: it's a struggle yeah
0: lead by example
1: so i think that we have to we have to make we have to make learning fun And yes, enjoyable. And yes, where people move from being, if the people who come to the class are just spectators, it's going to be painful. If we can help them to be participants, Participants. whole different, whole different activity there. It has to be interactive. It has to be. And and, uh, the illustration I heard years ago was imagine a professional American football game, right? You have, 22 people on the field, 11 offense, 11 defense, and those 22 players desperately need rest. And then a football stadium, let's say it has 50,000 people who desperately need exercise. And so it's like that in the training room. So many times as safety trainers. Mm -hmm. We're up and we're talking, we're working, we're working, we desperately need rest. And the people in the seats desperately need involvement. That's so true. we want to help them to be involved. That's true. And that would take away some of that boredom. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because then there, uh, there's a statement we say in Carnegie, people support a world
0: they help to create. That is true. That that's, that's that buy-in. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree that's with you. that. Jeez. Well, Merle, do you have any words of advice for aspiring safety professionals who need to work on or are currently working on their training expertise, their training skills?
1: The best advice I have is to be real and to be practical, but use stories because stories captivate, stories teach. And we people learn and they'll forget all your facts. But when you and I start talking stories, they'll learn through that. And the and final thought I have is, don't be afraid to be different. We've seen so many people in the past that just blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to, to push the limits and, and to be unique and different. Not for us to be hotshots, but just for us to be effective communicators and be memorable.
0: That makes sense. I mean, even asking the crowd questions, Mm. realizing or acknowledging that you don't know everything. You know, um, a lot of times I've gone up and said, look, I am not an expert in this. I know just enough to be teaching this class, but I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of people in these seats that know 10 times more than I do from working in the field. And I'm gonna need your help today as we do this presentation.
1: That's a great way to look at. That's a great way, so.
0: Great well folks there you have it we had a great episode Merle, thank you so much for coming on we spoke a lot about safety we spoke a lot about knowledge we spoke a lot about training and how to become a better trainer uh if you like this episode please like and subscribe and like we said on the last episode we do have our t-shirt giveaway the next hundred subscribers will be entered into a raffle to win one of these t-shirts they'll be selected and this will be mailed to them and they'll give us a selfie of themselves wearing the t-shirt all right So until next time, uh, thank you for tuning in, uh, stay well and stay safe. Mm